0: Welcome to Conversations with Mark and Deborah Griffo, a marriage and family podcast dedicated to building strong families. And now, your hosts, Mark and Deborah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conversations. You know, Deborah and I are so privileged to be with you once a month as we talk about how to build strong families. It is the core of our heart, it's the passion of our heart, and it's the fire of our heart. And we want to bring revival back to families in America and all around the world. And so today we're talking about a really important topic. I think a topic that is going to perk your ears up and it's going to get into your heart, it's going to do amazing things. But I just want to say I'm welcomed and I'm honored to have Deborah, my wife of 40 years, with us. And she is always co hosting with me. Honey, welcome. So good to have you. Oh,
1: thank you so much, honey. <laughs> and I'm really excited about today's topic because I love talking about knowing what you believe and knowing how to pass on what you believe. To your children or to your grandchildren. I love that topic. And, you know, we've heard the buzzword tolerance. You know, you need to be tolerant. You need to um, express your tolerance to, to people. We've heard that so much the last decade in our culture that we live in here in the United States. And I want, I love a quote that I just recently ran across from John Bevere. And he says, there is nowhere in scripture where tolerance is held up as a virtue. Tolerance is not love. Love is esteeming what God esteems. Tolerance is esteeming what man esteems.
0: That's fabulous. And wow.
1: and there is such a difference today in knowing what you believe and sticking with that or being tolerant and just saying, okay, whatever goes, goes, you know, and I'm just going to be in the middle or or walk the fence. And Jesus, in His great love, warned a community, a church in Thyatira, and he warned them against tolerance. And he said their tolerance was even bringing them into places of immorality. And today, I believe Jesus is saying the same thing to all of us here. At this time, at this generation, he's warning us that we cannot be tolerant with the things that Jesus does not love, that He does not value. And so we need, first and foremost, just to find out what does Jesus value so that I can pass on those things to my children, to my community.
0: That's fantastic. It sounds like Jesus is writing to our society today because He's given us warnings and we have to yield. We have to move into those kinds of things. We're going to share with you today some very important, powerful values. Values that matter. Values that are going to make a difference. And so let's talk about the first one. I believe the first value that you can put within your home, within your family, is making the Bible the most important book that they will ever read. You know, Deborah. I remember when I was a child, I think the very first song that I ever heard and memorized was the b-i-b-l-e yes that's the book for me i stand alone on the word of god the b-i-b-l-e that song got so into my heart and it set such a standard for me even as a little child and you know paul reminds timothy how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation, 2 Timothy 3.15. I learned the stories. Deborah, you learned the stories. We learned all about the characters. We memorized scriptures, even got Bible money to learn scriptures where we could buy certain things in our children's church, you know, and have some fun. But, you know, really, those teachers were laying a strong foundation in our life for the Word of God It's so important today.
1: Yeah, our church is supposed to back up the values that are being taught in the home. Yes, And that's why we want to make sure that the Bible is the most important book in our home. We've got to make sure our family is firmly anchored in God's Word and not in the world's broken system. So we need to show our kids when we're reading that... You know, this isn't a Winnie the Pooh story. This is the Bible. And so I remember always saying, Hey, I'm going to read you guys a true story now. And that they know the difference, that it's a true story and that everything in the Bible happened. And then that begins to build a foundation for them. When they are searching for values, they're going to realize that the Bible is the is the book that's alive, that's speaking to them, and has certain uh, values that we need to incorporate in our life. And that's that's what we're going to transfer on to the next generation. So yes, the Bible, most important book
0: in our home. It is. You know, there's the Logos and there's the Rhema, and we need both of these in our life. We get those Kairos moments where God speaks to us. From Scripture, we've learned from a child all the way through adulthood, God brings those to our heart and they bubble up within us as we're talking with people and as we're sharing the Word of God. The Word of God is the final authority. It is the ground that we stand on. It is the very thing that we build our hope on day after day after day. And, you know, honey, I think we should just bring it back. Bring back the stories. Bring back the principles. Bring back those things into our children so they can grow up with such a solid foundation that they will never crumble when the storms of life come.
1: God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. It does. <laughs> That's the bottom line. And we can't be questioning um, the authority of God's word. It is God's word is the final authority with marriage. With you know, it answers everything. It answers the gay community. It answers um, the definition of what marriage is. It answers everything that we need in this world. Mm-hmm. And so, for questioning the word of God, we are going to have a shaky questionable foundation in our life and in our family life. So today, just Realize that God's Word is the final authority. And when you open it, don't go questioning it. Ask God to reveal Himself to you through the Word. Ask Him to show you those nuggets of gold that He's put in there for you so that you'll grow. It's like the Word of God is like, it's like miracle grow. You just read it every day and you don't know how it happens, but you just grow in His in His love. You grow in wisdom. You grow in the values that Jesus has so, yeah, it's good. It's it's what we need today. Again, again, bring the Bible back.
0: Yeah, you know, I was just thinking as you were saying that every word in the Bible is God-breathed. And when you think about that, it means that when He breathes it upon you, it's going to bring life. I think about the dry bones, you know, where it says, and God breathed life back into them. And you know, if you're feeling dry in your life, if you're feeling hopeless, the Word of God brings a lot of refreshment to you. It brings a lot of hope to you. It brings things into your life that will give you such guidance. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. All of our lives, till the day, honey, God takes us home. The Word of God is going to be our guide. It's going to be our foundation that we stand on and you know, we've passed that on to our children. They're passing it on to their children, and it makes a difference. Amen. It really does.
1: Amen. So, read the word to your children, read the word to your grandchildren, and experience the love and the favor of God through what He's written to us. So, that's a wonderful value to take and to never let go of in your home. Another value that Mark and I um, saw in the Word and we passed on to, to our children was the value of worshiping and praising God in our home and throughout our lives we would use praise and worship as as a way that our children could experience the presence of God. And I just want to say that praise and worship within your home also nullifies and destroys every work of the enemy. Amen. The Bible says, let praise arise, and the enemies are scattered. And so where you see the enemy coming in, or maybe there's discouragement, maybe there's confusion, you just want to make sure that you've got the praise The anointed worship going through your home, whether it's through, you know, through your um, computers, maybe through your speakers at home, through your
0: voice. You know, David in the book of Psalms, honey, he organized over 4,000 musicians and singers, and they were in the tabernacle of worship, and they worshiped the Lord. They honored the Lord with their song. There's so many songs in the book of Psalms that talks about the beauty of worship and inquiring in His temple and inquiring in your heart. I love worship. You know, for you and me, honey, that's been the turnkey of our home. That's been the establishment and the principle that we've really raised all our kids on. We would sing songs of worship in our home. They would learn them in the churches. They'd hum them. They'd... You know, play them on their guitars and their banjos and all the different instruments they play. It was so much fun teaching them what worship and praise was all about.
1: It is. And they learned so many different facets of Jesus, of yes, their Father they through worship. I mean, there's times when we would be on our knees just in tears, worshiping Him and sensing His presence. There were other times where we would throw an
0: all-out, dance
1: party and we would just
0: on friday nights (laughs) crank up the
1: music and we would be dancing and we still do that with our grandkids because we wanted them to know that Jesus is a happy Jesus. He loves to be involved in our celebrations. He loves to dance with us and we would dance and we would dance even in our times of worship, Um, even in our church worship times. There was such a joy that would come about that we'd find ourselves just dancing there too. And so release yourself into a new level of worship This month, bring your children around. If worship is in your home, the presence of God will remain in your home. And so it's a top priority. It's a high value for us. And it's something that we're so blessed to be a part of, so thankful that the Lord has established worship as the entrance into his presence.
0: You know, as you're talking about that, honey, I remember one time we were in our Volvo, we were driving down the (laughs) streets. And I remember we had praise music going on in our car, and we were just all singing and worshiping the Lord, you and me, and I remember looking in my rearview mirror, and I saw four little hands being raised to Jesus, and I glanced in the back seat, and there was Autumn and Amber, they were small little children, four and five years old at that time, And they just had their hands up. And they were looking up to heaven and worshiping Jesus. It was so sweet. And I remember God spoke to my heart at that moment and said, I am instilling within them the importance of the value of praise and worship. And you know what? All through their life, that's been the case. It's been the case with Mark and Daniel. And now our grandkids, as you talked about, praise and worship has made the difference Mm -hmm. in our life and in our family in the good times and in the bad times. Right. Praise rose up, and it changed the atmosphere that we were in.
1: Absolutely. I remember our oldest daughter and her husband had a, just a horrific um, tragedy happen when they she, Amber was pregnant with her fourth. It was her fourth pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And well into the pregnancy, seven, eight months, and I remember getting the phone call... That she could not feel the baby moving, she went to the hospital. Long story short, the baby had passed away in her womb. And you know, we went and saw little Judah, whose name meant praise. And we saw him; he was birthed, he and uh, already in heaven. We just saw his little body. He wasn't going to have a destiny here on this earth. He was gone, and we didn't understand it. It was sad. For all of us, and we were, you know, just in grief and Mm -hmm. mourning.
0: It was a tough time for us. It was.
1: And I remember after Amber left the hospital, I think she stayed overnight, she and Jeremiah got home, and she said, you know, Mom, we decided when we got home that we were going to turn up our worship music, Mm. and we were just going to worship in spite of how we felt. And she said that that's what she believes was the difference between them staying in a state of mourning and grief for maybe months and months or maybe years. She said it just broke. I mean, of course they grieved a healthy grieving, but that praise and worship that they entered into, pouring their hearts out to God in song, at a time when they were not understanding why on earth this happened to them, and still don't, but they chose to worship in spite of it, and I believe that that was the turnkey in what took them from depression, um, an unhealthy grieving, but God really brought them through that time. And, you know, now they've had Since then, another pregnancy and another child. They have four beautiful children. And then they have Judah waiting in heaven for them. But that praise and worship just took them into a place of healthy grieving. Uh, Let them know, help them realize and feel the presence of God during their time of mourning.
0: You know, honey, you said something, praise is a choice. And I feel like there's some listeners that need to choose to praise. You need to choose to honor God with worship and praise. If you're going through really tough times right now, I want to declare to you, make praise and worship a choice. Make it a priority. It will shift the atmosphere. It will shift circumstances. It will bring the deliverance and the healing that you need. This is a value that Deborah and I have taught in our family from day one to Today, Praise is the atmosphere of our home. I want to encourage every listener today to make it a choice that that value is going to be sustained in your life through every circumstance because it will make the difference. You know, there is a third value that I believe is very important for every family to teach their children, for every grandparent to help Reinforce and teach their grandkids And that is teach them the importance of faith You know Hebrews chapter 11 Is the roll call of faith And it says by faith they did this By faith this was accomplished By faith By faith You know faith brings hope It brings confidence It brings trust It brings reliability into your life And it says that we walk by faith and not by sight. It is so easy, honey, through the circumstances of life that we've gone through and through the circumstances of life that you may be going through as a listener today. It's easy to look at things with your natural eye. But faith is looking at things with your spiritual eye and already seeing them before they happen. I remember teaching our children... I remember us, honey, as we would share this principle, well, let's just expect God to do this. You know, right now we don't see the healing, but we know that healing is there. We don't know that that provision is there right now in the natural, but in the supernatural it's there. And with the eye of faith, it's there. And I remember as we established that powerful principle of faith within our children, it carried them a long way and i believe that we need to do this. In fact, it says in the Bible in 1 Corinthians 16:13, "Be on guard, stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong." That's what faith does in yes, our absolutely. families.
1: Yeah, cuz you're ra- you're raising world changers. Your grandchildren are world changers. They have great destiny on their lives. And so we want to make sure that they're acquainted with those in Scripture who stopped the mouths of lions, who were in the fiery furnace and did it get burned, who conquered the kingdoms, and this is who they can be too. And so we want to cultivate that faith, and that's so good. And so that's a value. You're not going to have any tolerance for not having faith in your home. Don't accept any tolerance for not having praise and worship, for not having the Bible in your home. Mm -hmm. These are things you always want to keep in your home and keep them as the greatest values for your family.
0: You know, honey, when we do that, it just sets such a precedent to go forward because you have something to stand on. It's not like you're standing on sand that's going to crumble and it's going to give away underneath your feet. When you stand on this foundation, The three foundations that we've established so far in this podcast, this conversation, when we establish these in our homes, our kids are going to come out so strong. And you might be saying, well, my kid's not strong right now. I don't know what happened. Well, wherever they are, pick it up and start moving forward and don't look back. Just start establishing these, no matter what age they are, if they're at home, establish these principles within them.
1: And especially if they're young, practice these principles from the moment they, you know, they're born. Let them hear, see, and feel all of mm-hmm. this in their home because you are doing it in your home. And then number four, a great value. You want to teach your children. You want to help your grandchildren. You want to teach them how to be respectful and to be submissive to authority. And Jesus is our beautiful example. He was submissive to his parents. He was submissive to John when he wanted to be baptized. He was submissive to the Holy Spirit in his ministry. He was submissive to the government in paying his taxes. And the, our children will look at us and they will be imparted our level of respect yes, and our level of submission. If we're always bashing our president or we're always talking negative about those that are in authority over us... Our children are going to do the same thing, not only to government authorities, but they're going to start doing the same thing to their teachers, to their parents. So we want to help them know that we always have a level of respect to all authority. That's over us. We don't necessarily have to agree with everyone. We can disagree and speak it, but we can do it in a respectful tone.
0: We can. You know, this is something, and I... Heard this as you were speaking We need to up the ante We need to bring the level of respect and honor Back into the families I remember This is so funny I remember when you had a little fender bender And you were bumped in the back And you know you called me and said Hey Mark I got a fender bender can you come And I remember I got in the car And I drove over to where you were And the sheriff had just Pulled up And he got out and I was there as he approached you and he said, what happened? And I remember the first thing he said was, I have such a headache. Is this another accident? And he just started kind of complaining. He really didn't show any compassion to what was happening. He just was moving forward with, oh no, not again. He goes, I've had such a bad day and now I've got to deal with this again. And he was coming across so negatively at first. And I remember as he was talking, I looked at him and I saw all of these badges of honor that he had on in these pins And I remember I said, Sir, you know, what are these pins and these badges of honor? It looks like you're a man of high caliber in the sheriff's department. And he says, Oh, yes. And he started telling me all about these honors that he had on him in badges. And I remember I looked at him and I said, Sir, I really thank you for your dedicated service to our community because it makes the difference. And honey, do you remember what happened? His attitude did a 180 and he could not do enough to help you and take a report to make sure that you were taken care of. Remember that? And I remember it was so important just because we showed honor to who he was. We need to teach our kids this concept.
1: Yeah, I love Romans 13 in the Passion Translation. It says, Every person must submit to and support the authorities over him. There can be no authority in the universe except by God's appointment, which means that authority that exists has been instituted by God. So to resist authority is to resist the divine order of God. And that's not saying that you have to agree or vote for you know certain people that are in authority, but it does mean that when they are in authority, when our you know meaning parents, um, for children, it's their parents. For us, it's those that are in governmental authority over. it's also over our our um, our church leaders. Our pastors, those that are watching over us, we want to make sure that we're just respectful and that we have honor for them and that when we carry this value in our home, there's a sense of humility that just infiltrates all of our conversations in our home. Mm -hmm. So it's a beautiful value. We don't want to tolerate dishonor and complaining and backbiting, but we just want to continue to up the ante
0: And honey, when we up the ante, it is going to bring such a valuable aspect into the home. So listeners, don't forget, teach your children how to respect authority. There's one more that we want to share with you. It's point number five, and it is teach your children how to overcome the temptations of life. The Bible says in Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.22, In the Passion Translation, run as fast as you can from all the ambitions and lusts of your youth and chase after all that is pure. Whatever builds up your faith and deepens your love must become your holy pursuit and live in peace with all those who worship our Lord Jesus Christ with pure hearts. We have to teach our kids how to run from those temptations that will come their way. And we have to establish within them the ability, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to say no when they need to say no, and to respond to any temptation by saying, here's what the Word of God says, I'm going to live this way, instead of moving into the temptation that is coming my way.
1: And I want to encourage you, parents and grandparents, that God is working in your children, in your grandchildren. He is working a work that you can't see. And when you just trust Him and thank Him every day that He is doing such a powerful, Powerful, mighty work of God. And just continue to thank Him on a daily basis that your children will rise above the temptations and the lusts of this world and they will continue to grow stronger in the Lord. And as we do that, we have an assurance that the Lord is working and He's going to do supernatural things, even things that as they're sleeping, giving them dreams, but keeping them strong. God's always moving in your children and in your grandchildren. And at the same time, I feel that that as parents and as grandparents we need to show them how it what it looks like to fight the good fight of faith and to let them know, let them be aware as they're older that there is an enemy. Show them how Jesus spent 40 days in the desert. The enemy tempted him. It's good to remind your children that the enemy wants to destroy their influence, wants to destroy their destiny. However, we can overcome his temptations, and we remind our children that that's through Scripture, through a, a life of prayer. This is
0: so good. I'm so excited about this because it says they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. And I was looking at that as I was preparing for this. The word of our testimony is the word of God. The testimony of God's word becomes our story, and then it becomes our history. And all of a sudden, we look back and we say, Oh God, because of your word, I overcame. Because of the blood of the Lamb, I overcame. And we are teaching our children that they're building a story in their life. That's good. What is their story? What is our story? What is your story? If you're listening to this today.
1: And we remind them that they're champions, that they're world changers, that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. And early in their lives, we lead them into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which empowers them Mm -hmm. to resist evil, to flee from evil. You can't do it without that baptism of the holy spirit which is different than your salvation and so i just want to encourage you like we did with our kids i remember sitting on the bed praying for the holy spirit to come and baptize them when they were young when they were 3 and 4 and you know i think one was 7 or 8 but we asked jesus to come and give them their spiritual language and then we practiced that on a daily basis in our devotions at home and we would pray in the spirit and it says that when we pray in the spirit we build up our house, we build up our home, we build up our spirit man, our soul. And so when we're built up, we're going to resist the temptations of the enemy.
0: That's right. We can teach our children to overcome. In fact, have them say it every day, I am an overcomer. Yes. I am victorious. Amen. I am a child of God. I'm a
1: world changer.
0: I am bought with a price. Amen. You know, teach our children to say these things and get them in their spirit because <laughs> as you speak it, it will come to pass. That's right. Especially when you speak the word of God. The Word of God's going to come to pass in their lives.
1: Right. And if you're not speaking these over yourself as parents, as adults, you need to be doing this because it's a game changer. When you practice praying in the Spirit and decreeing the Word of God over your life, you have that authority over anything that the enemy would want to bring into your way. Honey,
0: I want you to pray. Let's pray over our listeners. Let's pray that these values we have talked about will be instilled within their life, and they will see victory after victory in their family.
1: Amen. So, Father, we thank you that we are above and not beneath. We are more than conquerors. Thank you, Lord, that you are moving by your Spirit and by your power in our families, Lord, in our children, in our grandchildren, in those that are our spiritual children. We thank you, Father, that you are moving mightily. And, Father, we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that is alive and active in every one. Thank you Father. Lord we thank you God that as we seek your face Lord as we turn to you God as we worship you as we make your word our foundation. Mm -hmm. Father we thank you that these things give us a rock solid foundation that we can build a strong family that we can leave a great legacy Father that we can build strong businesses that we can Make an influence. Lord, we thank you that when there's a clashing of kingdoms in this world, Father, that the kingdom of God is within us. And wherever we go, we bring the light, we bring the joy, we bring solutions to problems. Father, we thank you that we bring the presence and the salvation of God wherever we go. So, Father, we thank you for your dunamis power, your dynamite Mm -hmm. power that is within us. Glory to God. That causes us, Lord, to play out day and day after day after day, the values of the kingdom. We say that they are operative, they are in action every day of our lives. And Lord, where we slip or where we fall, we get back up and we thank you, Lord, that you continue to use us mightily for yes. your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, we pray that over everyone listening.
0: And I pray, Lord, that you will help every parent. That you'll help every child, that you will help every grandparent understand that they can be a strong and mighty and powerful tool for their family. We decree over them success in this area. We pray that they will be a strong family in every aspect of that word. So thank you, Lord, and thank you that you are helping these principles that we've gone over, these powerful values that we have established today and we have spoken forth. They will make a difference in every life. So, Father, we praise you and we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. It's been our joy to be with you today. We are thankful that you have listened to us. And remember, we want you to know it is possible for you to build strong families. God bless you, and we'll talk to you next time. This podcast has been produced by the loving contributions of our partners and friends. If you desire to know more about Stronger Together Ministries, please visit the website at www.strongertogetherministries.org. It's our desire to bless you and encourage you to have a strong family. If you care to invite Mark and Deborah to your church or ministry, please contact them at contact at stronger together ministries.org. We are stronger together as we are building strong families. God bless you.